All right. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel there's just something about this time of year, this holiday? There's an anticipation and electricity, uh, especially for kids, right, around the magic of Christmas. There's a nostalgia that runs really deep, even for grown-ups. No one wants to be called a Scrooge, right? It feels a little bit maybe like this photo right here. <laughs> the Christmas electricity that we might feel, especially as a kid. So tonight, uh, on Christmas Eve, I think there's like a buzz in the air. Now, those of you that know me may not believe this, but when I was a kid, I was a little bit goofy. <laughs> that was a joke, because I'm, I'm still goofy. But uh, when I was four and my sister was two, my dad got a brand new... Uh, video camera. Now, I'm old enough that it was like really big, something you had to like put on your shoulder, and it had the reel-to-reel movie film thing, (laughs) all right? So he would record this reel-to-reel thing, and then we had to wait for him to, uh, I think he had to get it developed even, like I don't know how it all worked, but then we had to hook it up to the projector, reel to reel, you know, and it would get to the end and it would spin and show the weird numbers and all that kind of stuff. So we had this really old project, this old uh, camera, and we, he got it the year I was four, and he was kind of learning how to use it. So we had to do all these goofy family things to see what was going to stick as a new tradition, you know. And so he got us in front of the camera on Christmas Eve, and he wanted us to tell what we hoped that we were getting for Christmas. Now... I tend to like be a little bit impatient with people, especially close family kind of people. And my sister was one of the main ones that I was typically impatient with, even at the age of four. And so he asked her first, she was two, and she starts going really scared to talk. And I'm, I'm like, you know, itching to get to my turn. So I reach over and I just grab the mic because she goes, I want to, I want to. So I grab the mic and I'm like, she wants a kissing baby. <laughs> and then it was my turn, right? I was taking over. So there's this weird electricity. People do weird things like that, especially kids when it's, uh, it's Christmas time. It's indeed a special time, but it's easy to forget what's important. You know, to attribute that electric kind of goofy feeling to all the wrong things. And, you know, I want to acknowledge right off the bat here, it's also a time for a lot of people of difficulty, pain, and maybe even depression. Because it can be a hard reminder of something that was lost or someone that was lost or circumstances that have changed maybe in a hard direction. And the good news tonight is that Christmas magic whether it's the electricity of a kid that wants a kissing baby, which I still don't understand, (laughs) or it's someone that's having difficulty uh, realizing maybe someone they've lost or being reminded of of circumstances, the real magic of Christmas is available to everyone. The true magic, the magic behind that feeling. It makes me think of a Charlie Brown Christmas. You know, Charlie picks out the Christmas tree, he brings it back, It's super, yeah, there it is. It's super scraggly. See that? They put one ball on it. It hangs over. Needles are falling off. Charlie kind of gets upset because everyone's making fun of him. And at one point he says, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? Right? He's super upset. Because Christmas isn't about gifts. 
It's about the gift. It is about God with us, God coming to touch us, God sending his son to intersect with history and put his final plan of redemption in motion. And so it's about a baby, God's son Jesus, who chose to leave heaven and come to earth, come to us in human flesh. And when Charlie's desperate cry is offered, when he says, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? Linus responds with these words from Luke 2. You just heard it during Advent, but it doesn't hurt to hear it multiple times. Luke 2, 7 through 14. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. The coming of Jesus is the greatest love story ever told. The story of God bringing the good news of his son to be our Lord and Savior. And that electricity that we feel this time of year, that buzz of anticipation for some sort of Christmas magic, that's a function of our need that's built in to connect with God. It's a function of us being created in the image of God. We have that built-in need to connect with something outside of ourselves, and it's him. Consciously or not, most people are truly trying to connect with something bigger, especially this time of year. There's that internal need for the answer that God provided through his son. I wish everyone saw Christmas that way. You know, when they're trying to make an extra effort to find real meaning, to find joy, to find peace, that they would understand it can only be found in Jesus. You know, think about the circumstances of that first Christmas night. People busily trying to get back to their hometowns to be counted for the census. Mary, nine months pregnant. Um, Joseph, traveling by donkey. Sounds like a great trip. Sounds like a really difficult journey. They finally reach their destination. Things are so busy, they can't even find a place to stay. Mary's going to have the baby. Most people didn't even notice what was going on. Just another couple in all the craziness. And they're relegated to the stable for a place to stay. All those people around, all that busyness, and so many people miss the miracle, this birth, the very presence of God in their midst. You know, every generation thinks they have it worse than the one before. And in some ways, I I guess that's kind of true. There's different challenges that come along. But being busy and missing the presence of God, the true meaning of Christmas is nothing new. Everyone is so busy. But I don't think that means they're not interested in God. I don't think so because, again, there's that electricity at Christmas. There's that sense that there's something else. There's something special. There's something magical. And no matter how busy you are deep down in your soul, there's that desire to look into the heart of God, to look into the face of God, to find your place in the greatest love story ever told. Just imagine yourself in Bethlehem 
near the manger, standing near Mary, and seeing and thinking what she's seeing and thinking. There's a song that came along a few years ago that's kind of a new Christmas classic that asked this very question, and I just want to let you sort of meditate on these words as we watch a video of the lyrics real quick. So Mary saw a baby, of course, delivered a baby, made sure he was okay, that he stayed warm, that he kept breathing, just like any new parent would. But she also remembered the promises of God given to God's people and then personally to her. She did, she did know that she was looking into the face of God. And the shepherds, they responded to that invitation of the angel. They went to see the baby. They crowded into the stable they gazed into the face of God, and meanwhile, so many people all around missed it. So many people so busy had no idea what had just occurred in the stable behind the inn. Everything they'd been waiting for, 
The promised Messiah, the very presence of God, was lying in that manger. And again, imagine yourself in Bethlehem around that manger. Mary hands you her baby. You know, for some reason, new parents are always like, here. And I'm always like, no. (laughs) But imagine Mary handing you her baby. And you look down into his face and you realize that you too are looking into the face of God. In your arms, you have everything necessary for you to be forgiven and to find salvation. While the rest of the world spins its wheels in the holiday busyness, you are seeing God's redemptive plan put into motion. But there's a sad side to this love story that we can't forget. Because as Jesus knew, when he willingly left heaven to become one of us that first Christmas night, the story leads to his death on the cross. I don't think you can truly understand the electricity, the miracle of Christmas without knowing where the baby's journey would lead. To truly understand God's love for you, you must understand that Jesus went to the cross to die in your place, in my place, to make a way for our sin to be forgiven. And this year, just like every year, millions of gifts will be exchanged. Seems like half of them are under the tree at my house. Some of those gifts won't fit. Some will be the wrong color. Some won't look anything like they did in that online ad. Has that happened to you? Many gifts will get returned. They'll be exchanged. They'll be re-gifted. They'll get kept in storage for next year's white elephant to spare feelings. But there is one gift that never breaks. One gift that is the right size for everyone. One gift that never wears out. One gift that meets all our needs. A gift appropriate for each and every person in the world. The most valuable gift of all, and that is Jesus. And he promises that if you will trust him, if you will accept him as your Lord and Savior, he will forgive you and set you free. It's the reason he came. It's the reason for the miracle. It's the reason for the electricity. Maybe this Christmas is especially hard for you, and you're just looking for some hope, for some peace. Well, Colossians 1.27 tells us that Jesus in us, the promise fulfilled, Jesus in us is the hope of glory. And Philippians 4.7 tells us the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus can give you that hope. And that peace, it's part of the gift of who he is and why he came. It's available to you tonight. So can you feel it? Can you feel that electricity, that Christmas buzz? Maybe not quite like the kid in the picture. But there's something special about this night, isn't there? It's the desire to truly find meaning, to find peace, to find purpose. It's the desire to be in, the, in right relationship with God like he created you to be. Again, the angels declared it in Luke 10. Uh, Luke 2, 10 through 12, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find that baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Jesus is that baby. And Christmas is where we find God intersecting personally with all of humanity in the person of his son. Do you have room for him? When Mary touched his face, she knew she was touching the face of God. When the shepherds gathered around the manger, they knew they were looking into the face of God. Jesus is the living, breathing sign of God's incredible 
immeasurable love for us. And this is the night when we remember Christ entering the world. No matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, no matter who drug you and made you come to this service today, I hope that you know God's love personally through faith in Christ. And when you feel that Christmas energy, that electricity, that buzz, that anticipation, that you will imagine yourself looking into the face of God. And you will know that he loves you. And he went to incredible measures so that you could know that love and you could know him. It says in Philippians 2, 7 and 8, that Jesus, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's how much he loves you. That's the magic of Christmas, that he gave himself up for you so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be right with God, so that you could have a Savior and know God the way he intended you to know him. Don't let the busyness of this season drive you to attribute that feeling to anything other than the greatest gift ever given. Don't let feelings of loss or difficult circumstances lead you to look for hope and peace anywhere other than in Jesus. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I'll ask one more time, can you feel it? Have you received that gift? It was given for you. Let's pray together. God, I just thank you for this day, for this season, for this holiday where we remember the incredible miracle of what you've done. And I do pray, God, that we would not just be like all the ones that missed the event that night by being too busy, by being too absorbed in our own stuff, but that, God, we would really understand the meaning of Christmas, understand the meaning of the ultimate gift, the ultimate show of love, that baby that was born. God, I pray if there's anyone in this room today that doesn't yet know you, hasn't surrendered to you as Lord and Savior, that this might be the season where they do that, that they wouldn't leave this room without seeking someone out and asking the question, how can I know Jesus? We praise you and we thank you and we love you. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If God said something to you and you want to respond or you want to ask for prayer today, you can write that on the connect card. You can put it in the, the boxes that are by the, the exits. We'd love to know what he was saying to you or how we can help. It's why we exist. Uh, we're not going to call you forward or anything odd like that. But maybe God's touching you today and you just say, I have some questions or I want to know what it means to know Jesus. As we sing this next song, would you write that on there? and find your way to the box before you leave today. But let's stand in response to him, sing this last song together as we prepare to head out and celebrate this season.